Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, a Fallout television series is coming to Amazon Prime. Prime Video's adaptation of Fallout is expected to begin production sometime this year. It'll be the first time the franchise ventures outside the realm of gaming and onto television. This is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. You're a big fan of that franchise, right? Yeah, I like Fallout quite a bit. And I, I'm, I'm wondering what take they're going to, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't really know what direction they're going to go with it. Because the thing with Fallout, at least what I've noticed, is that the strongest games in the franchise are you're like the silent protagonist. You're, you're just, it's a, it's a completely empty skill uh, starting point. And, you know, it's an RPG. You get to build your own character. And I just don't really know what they're going to do with it or where they're going to even put it. Right. That's always been my problem with playing them is the world's always seemed so desolate and lonely to me. And so I'm always like, oh, I just, I've played them for an hour or two and then I just go back to Skyrim. I mean, Skyrim and uh, Elder Scrolls, like Oblivion and Morrowind and stuff, those those games are a little bit more whimsical and a little bit more, I guess, <laughs> just they're a little more fun. Yeah, you're not running around after everyone's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like Fallout because you're, uh, I mean, I like the post-apocalyptic setting. And I think that that will translate pretty well to TV because they've done it before. Like the whole you're kind of out there scrounging for stuff is really fun in a video game setting where you go into some random building and pretty much everything in the building is really useful to you. That's really cool. But in a show, it's like, cool, we got a key card, hey! <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of factions in the games, and so if it kind of zones in on that, you know, the drama between the Brotherhood of Steel and the ncr and you know what i mean like that kind right. of is thing. there a big story in the game because i never really got far enough to know i mean so i've only played fallout 3 new vegas 4 and a little tiny bit of the isometric game fallout 2 there doesn't seem to be like this big giant capital p plot over everything like there is in each game i mean obviously somebody that's played all of the games and knows a lot more about the lore than i do we're getting there probably email. is yeah there probably is something I don't know. I think it could be pretty good. Totally. What's probably going to happen is they'll just use the setting and like the general idea. And like, I love that setting. That's one of my favorite uh, stages for, for shows and movies. So bring it on. Yeah. I mean, I can't see it being amazing, but I also can't really see it being terrible. Like whatever. Right. <laughs> and if they funnel like... some of that triple A uh, video game money into it, it'll probably be sweet. Yeah. I mean, it looks like uh, Kilter Films, the production company that made uh, Westworld. I think is going to be kind of handling it. So that's cool. means it'll be um, cool for a season or two and then it get really confusing. I doubt it'll be based on one particular game, though. Like you said, they'll probably just do their own thing. But right. I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. I think <laughs> it's, it's like, fun. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, uh, you know, it's um, it, to me personally, if I put on my cynical pants for a second, like it, it's just kind of one of those things. It's just like, ah, well, they're going to make some more money on that. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, uh, we haven't milked this all the way yet. So, no. it's, you know, but if it makes a semi decent TV show, like whatever. I mean, it's like hey. with the Halo show. I mean, you seem to like it quite a bit. And I did. Yeah. You know, whatever. I did, which is a pretty good segue into me uh, talking about my week here and milking stuff in a good way, because I watched the second season of Mandalorian this week. Oh, cool. That was freaking great. Was it as good as the first season? Because I've only seen the first season. 
it felt like it went by a lot faster, like way more things happened in the first season. And a lot of the episodes were like story dependent. Like you needed to have that episode in order to know what was going on in the next one. Whereas there were a few episodes in this one where they're like, Oh, cool. Throwback. We're like back on that planet with those one guys from the first season. And we're helping them do a thing again. Did it feel more episodic? Yeah, episodic is where it's like each is its individual story. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, it's episodic if it's a TV show. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Not, <laughs> did it feel like there were multiple episodes in this <laughs> it TV? It just show? felt like a movie just chopped in. <laughs> no, it definitely you know felt I mean. a lot more episodic. Yeah. But there was certainly an overarching, you know, storyline over the whole thing, and that's cool. Some some good moments, happy moments, sad moments, dude. <laughs> Okay, I don't. This isn't a spoiler. There's this episode where Mandalorian is escorting this, uh, you know, the frog people. General, what's it? Uh, it's a trap. It's like one of the ladies of that race, and he's escorting her to her planet. She's got her like incubus thing full of eggs, and she's like yeah. at the last of her line. And the whole thing, they have this ongoing joke, and I kept thinking it was gonna like mean more, and like something cool was gonna come out of it. But there's this ongoing joke where Baby Yoda is like sneaking the eggs. <laughs> And like eating them <laughs> and she stresses so many times that like her family line will be dead if oh she doesn't get God. these eggs like fertilized like the show ends with him like looking around shiftly and like like popping another one into his mouth <laughs> i kept thinking that something would happen to the eggs and then he would like regurgitate them and they'd be the only ones left so he was saving them but like no he was literally just eating them for fun but he's so They're, cute he's so cute yeah <laughs> did you read anything cool uh yeah so last week we had my little like reading debacle that i'm trying to work my way out of just reading right. too many books at the same time and i'm almost free i'm almost free i finished prince of thorns today cool yeah which i really like it's definitely a book about a terrible person i was just thinking about this earlier today when i read it and i was like man i really didn't start enjoying this book a lot until the middle of it almost like three-fourths of the way and then i was like okay i'm in it now i felt like the whole thing was just a prelude to the actual story. But what do you think? I mean, are you going to commit to it? Do you think you're going to read all three of them? I will read all three of them. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because I, I, now I feel a lot more in tune with the characters. Like I said, something just happened three-fourths of the way through the book. I was like, okay, cool. Now we're in the book. And the whole before that was just like, we're wandering around. We're being bad. We're just telling backstory and we're being bad again. And, yeah, you know, we're taking dudes who have fought all their lives and trying to perfect their swordplay and shooting with the crossbow just because. You know, yeah. Like, what is it about it that you like so much? You know, because it sounds like you don't really like this character very much. Oh, I'm on his side. I'm I'm okay, rooting for yeah. him, a, a young Prince Jorg. Um, <clears throat> I just kept thinking that he was going to have a, a redemption arc, and it definitely has not happened yet. I think I like his tenacity and his wanton display of like value of life like he makes decisions that are ridiculous <laughs> like he's like oh, yeah. i got a d20 here if i get a 16 i live hey 16 you know you like how reckless he is yeah yeah it's okay. fun to watch yeah. a character be that reckless and take things that are super sacrosanct and just like destroy them just to, like make a point because he's kind of mad or moody or something totally and maybe that redemption arc will be there you still have two more books that is true and or maybe I think- it won't Maybe it won't. I don't know. It did take a turn for me when I don't want to give it away, but when I was introduced to a uh, someone who I think is definitely going to be a antagonist and he's a magic user and the magic was really cool and kind of creepy and just subtle. And I liked it. Nice. Did you read anything else? Um, Yeah. So I'm working on Crooked Kingdom as well, but I did not get very far into that. 
<laughs> nor did I get very far into Senlin. <laughs> oh, Arm of the Sphinx. Arm of the Sphinx. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it's not Senlin anymore, huh? But uh, I'm really excited to talk about that again this next week when we finish it. It's so good. God, he's such a good writer. Josiah he's Bancroft. Such a good writer. It's just... It's so weird. Like, we can't get a hold of him on the internet. He's no. like this mysterious guy that's only wrote one series. He has no other books. No other books. No wow. other. I can't find him on social media. It's like he's like a ghost. He's like, yeah, this I was really genius, hard to find his email. <laughs> he's like this genius, like fantasy writer ghost that I can't. He's like an eel. Like, I just can't <laughs> like latch on to him. Away. Like, Dude, I want to talk to you. Come on, just hit me up. <laughs> yeah, his ideas are so cool, and like, yeah, they have this hidden undertone of so of, of like profound lessons that are being taught and displayed yeah. as you go through the story. It's just it's just brilliant writing. I, I'm really excited to get into it more with you. What have you been up to this week? So I read uh, Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Clune, the author of The House in the Cerulean Sea. How was it? It was pretty good. I I think I'm a little I was a little disappointed in it to be really honest. why? Which is I mean, it's really good. Uh, House in the Cerulean Sea completely blew me away when I read it last year, and it, you should definitely read it. Everybody should read it. It's an amazing book. Under the Whispering Door, it's like the same plot. It's the same thing. It's oh. it's like this kind of stuffy main character in the beginning is very stuffy, and <laughs> and then he goes to this kind of weird place and meets this guy who's a lot more enlightened than him who sees something in the stuffy guy, and the whole book is kind of this redemption is that just what happens in cerulean 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 sea kind of yeah it's like the same fucking plot Hmm. Uh, okay so but one i mean obviously they are different books and the ending of under the whispering door was really good the way that uh clune kind of wrapped everything up was really satisfying and so i would i would definitely recommend it to somebody it's a really good kind of like you've read a lot of dark stuff it's a palate cleanser you know it's got okay a very whimsical kind of like it's fantasy but it's not quite fantasy kind of thing and this book was about death which i i really liked the themes in it and i really liked a lot of the lessons in it it was just it kind of felt like tj clune had this massive viral hit and then somebody was like hey you know it'd be super cool is if you did that, that again, again. <laughs> but i don't think that's like actually what happened i mean i want to give tj clean more credit than that obviously and like i read the afterward and it's a very you know it was like a really personal story for him i could relate a lot to some of the things that happened i've I've lost people in my life um i thought a lot of the points that he made in it were things that i had like things that i hadn't really thought about before or just he had a cool perspective on death and dying and like making the most of the time that you have, like with the people that are around you. And it was a lot of really sweet, really good talking points and stuff, but it's just, it felt like it took a, a while to get to where those interesting things were happening. And it was mm-hmm. a lot of just kind of hanging out. I don't know. I was just a little underwhelmed by it. I, I think I, my, my expectations were just really, really high because I liked house in the Cerulean sea so much. It's unfortunate that w- if you read something that, really moves you a lot or watch something or play something or anything it's really hard to temper your expectations for the next thing that that person puts out totally and i want to be able to do that but it's so difficult when you love something so much like house in the cerulean sea was easily one of the best books that i read last year but i mean i'm glad i read it uh he's a good writer cool character was it it big it's like 400 370 400 pages it's a nice book 
Okay. It's, it's just a, it's it's an if you're looking for something nice and wholesome and gooey, you want something <laughs> ooey gooey. That's that's right up your alley. It's, it's it'll give you okay. the same feelings that House and Cerulean Sea gave you. So if you want more of those feelings, it's right there for right, you. That's pretty good. Would you uh you'd probably push Legends of Lattes to the front of that list though before because it's pretty ooey gooey, right? Yeah. I have it yeah. sitting behind me just like being like reading, reading. Yeah, Legends of Lattes is really good. Man, that book is blowing up right now. It's, it's blowing crazy. Up. Like, yeah. So like, stoked for uh, like Travis. every time I go on Reddit, somebody's just like, Has anybody read this? And everybody's just like, Yes, it's so fucking good. And it's like good for Travis. That's so cool. Uh, let's see, what else have I got going on? Um, I call him Travis because uh You interviewed uh, him. You guys are your first name, but I mean I called him Travis just because he's yeah, been buds. on our podcast. <laughs> I didn't talk to him. I'm also reading Hall of Smoke by HM Long. It's really good so far. I mean I'm gonna have H.M. Long on here. I'm going to be oh, interviewing awesome. her on July 8th, and I'll have that episode up shortly after that. I'm still reading Berserk. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That, you haven't just like sat down and just powered through it. No, okay. So I got I got uh, volumes three and four, and I broke my bank a little bit. I don't have to talk about Berserk at length every single time I come on here. For the well, I mean, you're reading. I want you but... to. <laughs> I'm interested. It's so good. <laughs> Is it really? Holy Everything shit, and more. Man. Yeah, it's just like, I can't believe this one guy did all this. Like, it's amazing. The amount of he did work. the art and the... Yeah, it's fucking crazy. crazy, dude. Like, it's just, it's just, and I'm not trying to, there's so many other mangakas and comic artists and graphic novel artists, and they're doing, they're doing work. They're doing the same kind of work. They're doing the same amount of work, the same quality work. I know that, but like, this is what I'm reading right now. So. Right. And there's a lot <laughs> so, of painters, but not everybody's Michelangelo. This you know? is, yeah, this is the Michelangelo of of manga, man. Like, I can't believe how good this is. I'm not wow. even in it yet because I, I know that it's a, it's about to start getting really dark and really twisted and messed up and brutal and graphic and sad. And Hell yeah. <laughs> it's one of my I'm favorite just... things with anime and like, it's like a cartoon that can get nasty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to keep reading it. I finally started season three of Stranger Things. Woo, <laughs> I'm nice. So fucking far behind on everything. Oh my god. Uh, I have not watched season three of Stranger Things either. Wait, you haven't watched three or four? No. Oh, okay, cool. So we're right. No. The, okay, yeah, because yeah. it's kind of a scary show, and I don't really watch those without, <laughs> you know, I know it's about kids and stuff. I'm like, it's I'm still, no, I mean, there's still like, yeah, there's weird, really weird stuff happening. I mean, uh, season three is um i'm like on the third episode um it's starting a little slow it's definitely but man i just i forgot how like quality of a show it is like it's Very such a quality. well put together show like yeah, the acting the is really good yeah it, yeah the acting is super good the music i love synthwave like synthwave is like all i have the bandwidth for lately it's just <laughs> like 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 it's like it's like all i want to like it's like synthwave and lo-fi are like all i can really like handle right now because i'm just when you make tiktoks you just like synthwave synthwave i use a lot of lo-fi stuff but nice yeah um the music in stranger things is really good you know and part of me when i see like that throwback like nostalgic 80s thing like there's like this cynical part of me that's just like there's just cashing in on how you know they're just glorifying the 80s because they know it'll sell or like what and but it's like watching it i'm just like ah, oh, i wish i could live back then bye 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 <laughs> yeah like i love it so much i'm so tapped into that too because it is the 80s it seemed like it seems like 
you know, on the other side over here in 2022, <laughs> like this kind of, oh my God. Yep. Like, you like look at the 80s and you're just like, man, that must have been so cool. So cool. Well, it was a really cool time. It was a really cool time in the world's history because we're very technologically advanced, comparatively speaking, to the rest of the time, but we're not social media internet yet. Right. And that was like a, that was like a printing press sort of thing, you know. Like it was altered society yeah, as we totally. know it. It was like the peak of one kind of society, and then we shifted into another one. That's what I was it trying was like to the say. Pinnacle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's like that last society was pretty cool. Like you could you could trust your neighbors, and you knew all their names. You could show up at your buddy's house without like texting him first. Like what? Yeah, but I think that there's something weird about that too. Like. Have you seen uh, like the South Park episode where they where they they keep eating the member berries? Yeah, member berries. It's, it's like that kind of. I think that the, like the member berry stuff for South Park is like probably one of the most like accurate things that they've ever done. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like it's kind of toxic too. You know yeah. what I mean? To kind of constantly just be like, man, remember like the good old days? And it's like, dude. There was some pretty fucked up shit happening back then right. too, though. Like you know, and we just like throw all that under under the rug for like nostalgia's sake. So it is mm-hmm. kind of it is kind it's of like a an funny actual thing. phenomenon. I forget the name of it, but it's yeah. that the like oh the good old days sort of thing. And it's like, well, you're kind of looking at the your past through rose colored glasses. I mean, I even do that on a personal level sometimes, where I'm like, oh Dude. man, I remember when I was like 21 and I was traveling around playing music with my friends and stuff. And then so it's like I think about it a nice. little bit longer, and I'm like, man, I was like starving i was like eating cigarettes for breakfast like it was so ridiculous like i mean i was so disappointed and sad and poor and cold and hungry all the time you know it's Mm -hmm. like and it was fun at times but it's funny how your brain like just you know individually and us kind of in this like mass consumerist way when we're watching tv and like um you know letting ourselves be entertained by certain things it's like you kind of forget (laughs) <laughs> or right. like i mean we weren't even alive in the 80s but i, mean, I guess you I was, were i was 89 yeah just barely for like three months in october <laughs> but i Made do it. remember like the late 90s you know oh, yeah, me too like listening to hootie and the blowfish and eating otter pops <laughs> do and, you remember like, y2k i do yeah i remember yeah, that same, that was weird same. i was too young to like really um i was i, I was, was nine was gonna happen i was like nine years old is there a decade that you would want to live in more than right now because like i will say i really do like living today i think this Man. decade i mean it's been a doozy like, like <laughs> obviously it's been pretty it, we're, the the 20s the 2020s are off to a little bit shaky of a start a little rough <laughs> but i still like it i mean i like my phone i like all the music that's coming out the books the movies the t- like there's a lot of really cool things going on right now i have the library like, of alexandria plus a couple what's the what's a huge thing of major a googleplex <laughs> in my know. pocket you right, know i yeah. have any answer to any question that's known so available like, right now so knowing all of that like is there a decade though that you would want to like something that's very um endearing or like that attracts you a lot about living in that time period not that i would return to permanently if i could right. have the choice of moving back to like 1600s for hang yeah yeah okay like when what? um the 1600s I would want- yeah, I would want to live like on. A, I would want to do like a big galleon. I'd want to be like a like a deckman. And I know I've studied oh a lot God. of their lives. I'm not just romanticizing yeah, it. They had be... some terrible lives. But like, <laughs> man, I just want to. You want to sail the high seas? I want to sail the seven, man. <laughs> it's like a calling inside me. You know, I can't turn it off. I just oh, want to stand up on that 
prow. It would turn off. It would turn off spray. so fast. You'd be there the for like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, "Where's uh, the bathroom?" And they'd be like, "It's over the side of the ship there." Yeah, they called it like, the poop deck. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like the first time that I went to take a shower, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't like bugs. There's bugs all over the place. I don't like spiders. There's spiders everywhere. Spiders everywhere now, you know. I mean, there's probably a lot of spiders on the boat. But there's cats too. I like cats a lot. (laughs) I don't think it's the same kind of cats. Those are those are sea cats. (laughs) Those are those are salty sea cats. cats. I just finished watching um it's funny that you brought that up because I was just I just watched all three of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It's like I oh, don't cool. have time. It, it's not cool because like I don't it's have time cool. to like watch like really cool like relevant TV shows that have been coming out lately, so I can talk about them with you or you know what I mean. Uh, but I can watch nine hours worth of like <laughs> arguably really terrible. Movies. Hey, the first one was pretty good. The first one's really good, and then the second one is half as good as the first one, and then the third one is half as good as the second one. So yeah it's like they just like got a little bilbo bagginsy right there at the end but yes you know he's like i oh, like yeah, you half yeah, as well yeah. as you <laughs> but i'm right like yeah it's i mean I you're finished, right totally i watched the, the rest of at world's end last night um so yeah that's why i, I i'm ready with the uh the sea vernacular right now nice <laughs> i do like that part and if you've watched at world's end if you're listening there's this really cool part where they're like they're going over this waterfall and Captain Barbosa is like at the very at the stern of the boat, and everyone's freaking out. But he's just like laughing. He's like cackling all crazy. Like that part was pretty fun. But yeah, yeah, those movies are stupid. The first yeah. one was really good. I like. Well, first I mean, I haven't really watched good. it in like fifteen years. But dude, watch all three of them. They're they're fun. They're I just should, so I... long. They're so long, dude. Yeah. And like, ugh. I've really been wanting to watch the old Tobey Maguire Spider Man's. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I remember really them so fondly. Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen them, though. I wonder if that's these rose-colored glasses we've uh, alluded to a few times, or if that's reality. Uh, they're they're just fine. Spider-Man okay. Two is really good. Yeah, yeah, when he goes all emo and starts like playing the piano with his little like the third one. Hair. Yeah, that, yeah, that one was weird. I know. I remember um, when the trailer for Spider-Man Three came out, they were really sticking to the strong points of that movie. And I was so excited to go see it. And then I went and saw it in theaters and I was just like, wait, what the mm. fuck is this? This is really, really weird. Yeah. Like, they really dropped the ball with that one. But there's really a, I'm, I'm sure there's like this cult following for Spider Man oh, three. There's right? gotta be. But you know, like the first in the first movie when um Mary Jane in the first movie when Mary Jane pulls his helmet down, he's hanging upside down, they have that kiss in the rain. Like whew, yeah. I still remember that as being like one of the most romantic scenes in all of cinema for me. <laughs> for like twelve year old Chad. Yeah, I was like, like someday. Someday yeah, I will be hanging upside down. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That yeah. was an iconic kiss. It really was. It really was. Oh man. Let's get to the fun fact because uh this one's a little all over the place. Whatever. Yes, it is. Okay, that's hi fine. everybody. Yeah, hi. This is the Monday Morning Minute. It's our minute. Yeah, we get to it's do. It's our minute. Whatever wants the Infinite Minute. All right. I just want to go read Berserk. <laughs> I'm like, come Dude, on, I, guess I really want to wrap read this up stuff too. All right, let's go read. Um, okay, so fun fact of the week here: George R. R. Martin's *A Storm of Swords* lost the 2001 Hugo Award for Best Novel to da, 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 Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. His response: 
eat your heart out, Rowling. Maybe you have billions of dollars in my Hugo, but you don't have <laughs> readers like these. I don't. I feel like he's kind of eating shoe on that one. Right. Yeah. It's a little. Like, what do you mean readers? Like, what, what does it even mean? Like readers Rowling, that... you have no idea how great my readers are. It's like, buddy, George. Yeah. You have really great. You have a great audience, but have you seen Harry Potter? Yeah. Fans? She's like, I sold more. I made more money in revenue from costume sales than you did book sales money, yeah. buddy, dude. So <laughs> yeah, does um, that is odd that he said that. I think maybe yeah. and maybe he said was... my Hugo. It's pretty arrogant. <laughs> I mean, Storm of Swords probably like objectively oh deserved for it. sure <laughs> over Goblet of Fire. <laughs> like Storm of Swords is like obviously a better book than Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I mean, I liked. I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, Storm of Swords is my favorite Song of Ice and Fire book. It's easily the best one. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah, a Game of Thrones is really... It's been a while. Oh, really? I've read them multiple times. Uh, oh, really? There was so much intrigue in them for me. I think they're like a once in, once. Yeah, a but Storm of Swords is like the Red Wedding. You yeah. know? Like, that's that's when that's when everything is going down. It that's does when go it's down just hard. everything. It's just, but also, I mean, you could make the same case for A Clash of Kings... I think Clash of Kings doesn't get talked about as much as it should be, but like Battle of the Blackwater, Renly getting shanked like by a ghost, like that stuff is. That's where they get all the uh, Greek fire, right? Yeah, the yeah, the, um, the I think Bale Fire is what they call it. Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. No, Bale Fire is from Wheel of Time. Oh, I forget uh, what they call it. Whatever, but it's, it's Greek it's like, fire. Is what it's it like is. green. Yeah, it's like napalm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know the Greek fire. We still don't know the recipe for it, but it is like a proven fact that it was a Weird. thing. But we still don't know how to make it. I feel like George R. R. Martin should have won that year. <laughs> Probably so. Now, I wonder though, you know, what they're all taking into account. Because if they're yeah, taking into like yeah. societal, you know, influence, like how many ten-year-olds totally. right. did you know Game of Thrones affect? Not many, but probably a lot. So I wonder if they're looking at like the cultural effect and like the memeness of the book as well. Like how big of a deal Phenomenon. is this book? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. How, impo- how important is this book? Exactly. I mean, but that's kind of weird too, because it's like as opposed I to mean, just like were his prose good? Because yes, and were they better? Yes. I mean, like I think J.K. Rowling is a fine. Like her writing is like fine or whatever. Oh, but sure. I think George R. R. Martin is a way better writer. Yeah, <laughs> like way better. And I mean, they're just like, playing in different parks. Like one of them's in a pond, the totally, other one's in an totally. ocean. You know? Yeah, and you know, J.K. Rowling's writing for a different audience. Like it's not like they've got like this sample group of ten-year-olds, and they're like, "All right, so here's Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and now here's A Storm of Swords, the third book in A Song of Ice and Fire." Oh what did you God. think about the Red Wedding? Like, no, they're not doing that, obviously. Right. So I think you, I think you might be onto something there, where it's like they probably take into account just you know not only book sales, but the kind of cultural impact that this yeah, is like having. Yeah, like the reach the... it has, you know. But I mean, now that they've made the TV show and you might be able to argue that that no, one book no, stretches far. No, you're right, no, you're right. No, what no. am I saying? Song of Ice and Fire doesn't even touch Harry Potter. Yeah, it's not even, right. it's not. I mean, in Game of Thrones is, don't get me wrong, like... Iconic. A, a, a huge deal. Like, because I was just watching, um, yeah, I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean and I remember thinking like, man, this would have been a show these days like they wouldn't have made these like giant ridiculous movies they would have turned this into like five or six seasons of a pirates tv show better it would have and it probably would have been better but i think game of thrones had a lot to do with that 
Oh, you know, because before Game of Thrones, you know, what were the big shows? It was like Lost, Lost. and um, like like you know, uh, as Breaking far, Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad was in Dexter, uh, The Walking Dead. But Walking you know what? Dead, there's like, right. but there's something in common with all those shows, right? Where there's just like a little bit like daytime TV kind of like almost. You know, prime time. They've got like that. You know, because uh, Breaking Bad is like one of my favorite shows I've ever watched. Me too. Right. I love that show. But there is just something about it that feels like it's supposed to be on primetime TV in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it it's just I can't put my finger exactly on what it is. But then totally Game of Thrones right, came out and it's like we can make TV like this. Right. They made like 55 movies. So. Yeah, Game of Thrones is a really big deal, but yeah, I mean, like, you can't even start that sentence. Like, oh, I, I know. don't know. Like, maybe now it's caught up to Harry. No, no, like, no they haven't like, at all. I mean, like, Harry Potter is in like Star Wars territory. Yeah. Absolutely, it's, it is. It's gigantic. It's and it's ridiculous because it's based on seven books that are decent. They're decent. Like, like they're it's not. The- I don't even know how to put it into words. It's the, I always explain it as that, like that magical journey juice is usually how, but it's so laced with that. Like I just read them all last year again. And I love nothing like it. There's nothing like reading. Yeah. It's wild. And you know, like, you know, I I don't really talk about Harry Potter very often. Mm -hmm. um, Me neither. On my, on my various platforms, just because like, I personally just like really disagree with jk rowling's politics like i just don't like jk rowling and i don't have to get into all that right here but it's like i just personally don't really like making like a bunch of harry potter content like i've made some but i don't make like like making a lot but i will say for people that are listening to this that that haven't really heard me talk about it very much you have no idea how many times i've read harry potter (laughs) Like you, <laughs> like you think you might know, like you have no fucking clue. Like I have listened to those books on audiobook on repeat for like the Ooh. last, like, dude, I, I've if you never played, listened to them on audiobook. If you, if you played like 15 seconds of one of the audiobooks, I could tell you what chapter and what book it's from. Wow. Like I'm not fucking around. Like I've listened. Are they good on audio? Obviously they're, they're great. great they're amazing. Yeah. Much. Both Jim Dale and Stephen Fry. They're both really good. Like I know what characters are going to say before they say it. Um, when I'm listening to it, like I could right now write down in order all the major events that happened in those books. <laughs> like, I've tested like, Evan on this too before, like, yeah, and it's he ridiculous. can. And I know yeah. the books very well, but I don't know yeah. them. I know. I, I'm not trying to just like be Evan like, knows them. I'm not trying to be like super braggadocious or anything. Like it's not oh, really no. a thing to brag about. Like I'm just saying. Um, it's well, funny I mean, how like I don't really cool as you. like I could have. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't want to be me, man. <laughs> but like, but like. It's just interesting how like I could I could make an entire we could do an entire podcast on it. We could we do an could. entire I could have an entire TikTok page just dedicated to Harry Potter content. And a lot of people do. And I'm not faulting them for it or anything, but um yeah, it is just kind of interesting how like um I don't know, I feel kind of spent on it. Me too. Honestly. I always my yeah. my take with it. I just actually threw it in a list. I haven't released the video yet, but I was like doing a list and I threw it in there because it needed to be in the list, but I literally say and it just kind of had to be here, but that's enough of that. Let's move on. And I was just like, yeah. like I'm not what's whatever has been said has yeah, been said. Right. Like exactly. I am not Socrates of books. I like I'm not a what? pinnacle. Like I'm not <laughs> how do I say this? I'm not the um like arbiter, the master yeah, of yeah, all book yeah, talks. Totally. And like someone better than me at talking about these this sort of content has gone into 
way large amounts of depths on Harry Potter. So like, what do I have to contribute towards it? Except for really awesome battles with you about how Dumbledore would kick. Oh, there's like whole reference books on it. Like I have a book called uh, the philosophy of Harry Potter. It's like a philosophy textbook on Harry Potter. Like you can, like people have gone as deep with it as you possibly can. And like, it's funny too, because it's kind of like what I was saying. It's like the books are, fine like there's not it's just it's like i know and i've read a lot of books and you know i mean i i like them a lot but there's just something how, about that story that encapsulates our something like that, i don't know what it is adventure yeah. journey juice i don't know how, i don't know a better word i wonder if it's going to be different for different generations right because you know. and me were like right in there right. i we was were, 10, we were the, was 10 yeah we were like the perfect generation it's like mm-hmm. it's like people mm-hmm. that were like 14 15 years old when a new hope came out right right it's such a big deal i'm not saying star wars isn't a big deal for people now because it totally is and they weren't even born when that but i'm just curious my my dad was like excited to show me the star wars movies when i was old enough he was he was like check this out yeah (laughs) and you were like (laughs) loaded up the vhs fast forwarded through a space odyssey it was pre before recorded on the vhs that he had oh cool nice he like recorded it from the tv nice dad i'm i'm really interested to see how time treats uh those Full seven HP. books like because yeah. I, I don't i don't you know i don't i don't think that time is going to be super kind to the author but i think that the books i'm interested to see what I, I wonder if it's just like this i don't think it's a fad obviously it's it's you know i went to london and there's an entire fucking exhibit in king's cross like see, it's there's a like thing. full-on it, theaters or there's not theater, theme, parks. theme parks yeah. yeah it's a really big deal but it's withstood the test of time I don't know though, because it hasn't been that much time. That's true, but like, the cow is still being has. milked. So let's say it, that. Yeah. No, it's, it it really has. Yeah. Um, though it is getting a lot more turny and burny with the whole fantastical beasts. Like, eh. Right. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like it's like how much can you really do with like because there's just these seven books and everything right. else seems to be like not really as good. Like nothing that has come out since has been. Right, good. Like, like Star nothing... Wars is so vast, you can go back and forward in time. It's really interesting, and like this is you're kind of focused. Yeah, I mean, it's like they made the first three, and those were really great. And then they made the prequels, and people were like kind of iffy about them, but they've kind of aged pretty well, honestly. Really like the, the prequels are pretty decent. And then you got stuff like Rogue One, which is better than, in my opinion, <laughs> fucking all the other ones. Like they they put out Rogue One and it's like, oh, Star Wars movie can, can, can still be incredible. And it's like, I haven't seen that from Harry Potter. So I'm kind of curious, mm-hmm. like, I mean, with Lord of the Rings, it's like, you got these amazing books and then you have like these animated movies that were like, eh, like kind of iffy. And then these the Peter Jackson movies come out and it's like, holy <sighs> shit, like those are so good. Like but, broke cinema. Like, the, uh, it's almost like the inconsistency of the quality of the products that have been made um, because of that original source material is kind of cool. Um, and that gives me hope for projects moving forward with those particular franchises. But with Harry Potter, it seems like it's just gone down. Yeah. So it's like, um, and I think it might be a little bit of the why behind it. Like it would be a actor's, I think anyway, like pinnacle, like to be in the star Wars universe, you know, or for a producer director to get their hands on one of those movies, they're doing it for more than just like, we can make tons of money off this franchise, which is what they're doing with the Harry Potter. They're doing it because like, I get to be a part of something that will like echo into the annals of history. But it kind of makes you wonder though. So given everything that you and I have just said, it kind of makes you wonder how good was that source material to begin with? Right. Right. Because I often wonder if I went back and read them for the first time now, what would I think? 
Oh my God. It sucks. that we'll never get an answer to that question. I know. Cause honestly, I have a feeling I would like them, but I wouldn't like them to the degree that I liked them when I was like 16. Yeah. And it was like all I was thinking about. Like, yeah. Like I cried yeah. when my mom took him away. from Right. Me. Like death, like <laughs> deathly hollows comes out and it's just like this, Oh, like holy shit like i've been like like nothing in my life is as important as getting Straight my up. hands on this like i mean i've had some moments like that since but um they're rare they're very rare i think the last time that i was like that excited for something was when elden ring came out you were so which was this year elden ring. So, yeah that's pretty cool actually yeah i'm so excited <laughs> about it <laughs> and it totally delivered it was so good dude that's um, the i best. think the next thing that i that are probably gonna be like that excited about is probably um like when doors of stone comes out is that the third uh king killer yeah yeah, yeah that's what i was like just that, thinking that'll probably be one of those kinds of things even though there's like you know obviously that's a whole other podcast in and of itself oh, yeah, it to is. talk about that but and then um the sequel i'm gonna to... be so optimistic though i'm just telling you right now Me too. I'm, i've decided I'm on optimism. love it on purpose yeah i've decided <laughs> i'm going full optimism on it i don't yep. give a shit everybody I'll send him love emails like yeah i don't care send them love yeah, go Rafis. i know that your email inbox must be a hellhole right now <laughs> but i love you but i love you um but then uh, i think the next thing that'll probably like get my real excitement going will probably be the sequel to breath of the wild the next yeah the game i'm really looking for and i don't really look forward to games yeah but that one, i don't really I mean, play game but i'm looking forward to that game man breath of the wild is stupid top good. top maybe my favorite game i've ever played I remember like um, other uh, games have greater sense of nostalgia and have meaning to me, but like that game is so good. It like centers me. <laughs> it's weird. It's like the video oh. game equivalent <laughs> of like sitting next to a river, like and <laughs> a just babbling brook. Seriously, it's just like you're just wandering around and it's like all pretty out and like it's like a sunset and like birds are flying around and stuff, and then there's just like this this little bit of piano. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's just it's so true. Anyway, oh man, we uh let's go. Let's let's uh let's let's get it done. done. Let's be done. Yeah, Yeah. let's be done. Um everybody, thank you so much for listening to whatever this was today. Uh Chad and I are getting Monday a morning infinity with the, uh, the <laughs> this is what happens morning. when we do them at one in the morning, which we have been doing pretty regularly. Yeah, so uh, totally. And you know, um, my reading week has been just kind of like I started a new schedule at work um, and like Berserk is really kind of putting a weird like <laughs> like with Berserk, it's like I'll think so about reading something and then all I'm this like, food in the refrigerator, but, but there's just pizza. <laughs> I know. And it's like the pizza's always there. And like I bought all that food and I'm supposed to eat all that food or else it's going to go bad. But it's just like, oh, but I can have pizza mm. again. And then, but you also like, don't want to just jam a bunch of pizza. You kind of want to nibble at it. You know, I kind of want to though. It. I kind of yeah. want to. I oh, want to buy. Totally. I want to buy like all the pizza and then just sit. Ooh, it's an expensive pizza. It's so. It's like a four hundred dollar pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and we've belabored that analogy. Yeah, we did. Yeah, um, good. Good for us. Love you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having an awesome day, and I hope that you continue to have an awesome rest of your week. And uh, until we see you next time, happy reading. Truly, you guys are the best. Bye, everybody.